episode four of American Handers Radio. I am your host, Kyle, or better known as Tex from the Fresno Irons, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Zach. Zach, how are you doing after a great West Ham United win? We got two wins this week. We got two wins, which I'm not used to saying we got two wins. It's not a normal week. Um, but I wish it was better. I'm not feeling well. I don't know if it's allergies. I don't know or if it's actually a cold or something. But I'm going to power through this. Well, I'm, I, I hope you remain sick because when Zach gets sick, West Ham win two games in a week. So by <laughs> all means, keep the sniffles. Do not wear a jacket in the cold. Um, make sure that uh, like here. Yeah, make sure if somebody's sick, get really close to them, kind of like Phoebe from Friends, and just you know, <laughs> take them all in. Alright, so um, here we go. Uh, we're going to hop right into it. It was a magical Saturday. We opened up. We had to go play Watford um, at their house. We ended up getting a nice uh, victory. 3-1 was the final. We saw goals from, remind me, our, we got Sebastian Allaire, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, with the brace. Two goals. I told you right here on American Hammers Radio that he would open up his account. I did predict a 2-1 win. It was 3-1, so I'll take it. He almost got a third. He almost got a hat trick. And that would, we would have lost it down in the DCIs. We would have absolutely gone ballistic. We would have broken a chair probably. I, I, you know, you, the DC Irons, to me, I, I, I want to battle them in spirit because I think the Fresno Irons and the DC Irons, we might be – we might be the rowdiest groups. I'm not positive, but we might be. Um, I have to admit, though, best moment of the match, Mark Noble taking that penalty to start us off right, getting back. The captain has returned. We know he's not the greatest player, Zach, but why is it that we always play so damn good when Mr. West Ham is breaking up that play in the midfield for the Mighty Hammers? Because he literally lights a fire under everyone's butt. He goes around and light and tortures your chair and makes sure that you're ready for game day. And if you're not ready for game day, you're on the wrong team. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. Who's winning a fight? God or Mark Noble? It's a trick question. Mark Noble is God. I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw it out there. I love Mark Noble. He's he is my favorite player. I'm glad to see he's there. Um, enough of us going back and forth. Obviously, you know. Um, again, the defense looks spotty at times. I think Deafeu really made us look really bad. Yeah. Times they had a beautiful goal from Andre Gray. Uh, all you can do is applaud. I mean, that was right where Gray likes it, sends it across across goalie's face into the side netting. Absolutely beautiful goal from them. Uh, we did get the 3-1 win. I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. We were lucky. They hit the woodwork once, and then they had another wide-open shot, and he sent it wide right. How uh -huh. is that goal? I'll never know. Um, but that was uh, it was infuriating still defensively. We ended up with the win. But right now we're going to start something kind of new. It's called Zach's Notepad. And, Zach, I'm going to let you take it away. Break down the first half for us. All right. So in the, in the first minute, why didn't Lanzini shoot when he got the penalty call? He had a wide open space. He didn't shoot. I'm like, why didn't you shoot? But he got the penalty, so no harm, no foul. Um, the Watford goal, the deep, we're, not, we're pushing up too much. The defense is not getting back fast enough, and that's what led to the onslaught going the other way. That's what led to the shot. Um, the near, near goal for Alaire in the first, he almost looked like Bruce Lee in a, in a Bruce Lee movie. I swear to God, it was the funniest move. Just being able to just go around with his foot and just like, 
Bruce Lee, what are you doing still alive? Um, and the water break was interesting. It was about 90 degrees at, at, the, at the stadium. And to see the water break in English football, I'm sitting there going, what is this? MLS? <laughs> I thought it was the craziest thing. I've never seen one in in, in the Premier League before. So I was just like, okay, then, well. Um, and that, that was my thoughts from the first half. We looked really – I mean, I seriously thought that we played a lot better in the second half than we did in the first. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I agree with the frustration of Lanzini not taking that shot. But, you know, Lanzini is clearly, in my opinion, he is – our most skillful player. I do believe he's more skillful than Philippe Anderson, and I think he's more skillful than Pablo Fornals, which I think are the two guys that are right there um, with him when you're talking about just what they can do with the ball at their feet. Um, it, it's frustrating uh, with Lanzini, but it's kind of one of those situations where, yes, he didn't shoot, but he got the penalty. So no harm, no foul, like you said. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed um, with the way Lanzini's been playing, I think the last two weeks he's been the best player on the pitch, and I, I believe that. Yes, he's not receiving man of the match, but I clearly see a massive difference with Manuel Lanzini, and I think we're starting to see that player that when Pyatt left, we wanted him to be, yeah. and he's rolling into that. Now, uh, let's get back into Zach's notepad. Let us know about that second half. All right. Uh, Hughes should have scored. He was nowhere by him, and he completely missed that. I still don't know how. Um, we were trying to make too many small passes for a lot of the second half, um, but we just didn't shoot. And it was like, you're right outside the box and you go to make the tiny pass and the nuts beckoning to be shot at. We need to stop making those small passes. Those little one, plus one passes don't need to be there. If you have a shot, take the shot. I'd rather see you take the shot than make the plus one pass trying to get a better shot. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is going to hit a defender and it's going to go out of play for a corner or it's going to bounce back and may end up at one of your feet and you may just need to, okay, step back up again. I feel like you are really missing Big Sam. I mean, I think you really like that. Just get the ball and shoot it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you the guy in the basketball court that goes, shoot the J, right? When they no, 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 no. <laughs> basketball is a completely separate story on me. That's uh, how I though. I'm going to tell you, like, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think that's something that we're just going to have to learn to accept. I think that's the way Pellegrini has set it up. He wants that extra pass. I just think, honestly, Zach, to be honest with you, we're just not that good right now when we make that pass. I don't think we have enough guys. We don't play with anticipation, and that's what bothers me. We don't understand. We don't make those, those runs when we're looking for that pass, and it's frustrating. It's very frustrating to watch as a fan, but I'm going to tell you, Zach, if it ever starts to work, we're going to score four or five goals a game. So let's look at um, Alaire's first goal for a second. He did a nice give-and-go where he stuck behind the two defenders like he was a ghost, and they were ball-watching. And they knew it immediately when the ball was kicked to him, and he was just wide open and hits it in the back of the net. And even the goalkeeper was ball-watching. You can't be ball-watching in, in the Premier League. Are you kidding me? You can't be doing that. And the fact that he was able to just slip behind with somebody in his frame to do that, it's... I was like, wow, either this guy has the invisibility cloak from Harry Potter or this guy is just that damn good. <laughs> I'm hoping he's that damn good. I really do. So am I. Um, and then Antonio's head, we're going to talk about Antonio shortly after, shortly. Um, but his head was amazing. He played a great game coming off the bench and getting that header um, up and how Alaire getting up on his bike to get there. If he was... Shorter, he if it was Chicharito, he would probably never have made that catch. I 
I agree. I mean, uh, Antonio, yeah, he's he's the twelfth best player because it's clear he's the first sub off the bench. Um, it's clear every time he comes on, he changes the game. He gives a physical presence, and you know we're going to talk about something a little bit later that's concerning for all West Ham United fans. Um, but overall, you know, he came in, he changed the game. I, I, Zach, I'm going to ask you a question here, and then I'm going to, you know, get a little back and forth from you. We know that we won the match 3-1. And overall, going forward, I thought we played well. I honestly thought we bossed the midfield at times. I thought we were the better team in the midfield. But here is my overall question for you. If you're having to give West Ham United a rating on this match, 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, what do you rate them and why? Hmm. I'd probably give it about a 6.9. We had some great moments offensively. We played well offensively, and especially in the second half. Um, Alaire getting started offensively is great. Um, and then figuring out that Antonio is better to coming off coming off the bench, getting in the last 30 minutes, that's great, but it's not going to work going forward anymore, in that, sadly, for a while. Um, but defensively, we're still missing. We're still ball watching. We're still letting guys come in behind us and do whatever they want. And that's not how you win games in this league, and that's not a good sign for anyone. Um, and, and if you look at the first goal, the defense we put, we, the defense pushed way up and did not come back fast enough, and that's gonna that will hurt us, and that's gonna lead to games of ours that are just gonna be absolute barn burners, like five four, um, six five games, and it's gonna be we're gonna be like these are great games, but there's no defense being played. You know, I I agree. I I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I go a five out of ten. Um, and I know that sounds very harsh and I'm not trying to be negative. It's a, it's a win. It's three points. It's a way three points against a team that has typically kind of owned us at times And Watford. Granted, we did not have to deal with Troy Deeney, which is normally the one that hurts us, but it, it's a five out of 10 to me because we beat a bad team. You're supposed to win that game. They have won a game. They hadn't scored a goal all season long. They get, of course, they're going to get their first goal against us. I called it on last week's show. I told you, uh, you know, they haven't scored a goal a game. We'll mark them down. They'll get one against West Ham. So, really, what it comes down to for me, it's a five for ten, and I urge all West Ham United fans. And I'm not trying to be negative, but at, at the end of the, you know what, I'm not trying to be negative, but I am Zach. I should stop dancing around it. I should just own what I'm saying here. And the truth is this. We are not good in the back, and we need to accept it. I don't understand why Balbuena is not starting. Um, I don't get it. I think he is clearly our best defender. I think Diop's got a mistake in him, and for some reason, when Balbuena is next to him, he tends not to make as many mistakes. I think Ogbana is not a leader back there. I think he's passive, um, and it very it's very troubling. And I'm not. I don't want to lean on a 21-year-old kid. So I, my message to all West Ham United fans, and this is just being real, is to proceed with caution. Yes, it's a 3-1 win, and it looks good on on the final result. But the truth is, I think we all understand that there's still a lot of holes in this team, and we have a game coming up um, that if we're not tight in the back, some guy named Pookie, who the hell I don't know he is. See, he's just scoring for fun right now, and he's on form, and it's frustrating. It's yeah. very frustrating. Well, Zach, we've been hinting at it, um, and you know I'm going to kind of set this up here. Uh, midweek, we we had an EFL Cup game against Newport County away. Typical West Ham always get the away draws on those things. Um, West Ham United, we saw Jackie Wilshire 
Got his first goal, opens his West Ham account for his boyhood club. He gets um, it was a beautiful goal. He anticipated a mistake, found it, got in the end of it. West Ham went on to win that game 2-0. Um, really, what I'm going to ask you is, is something very simple here. In that game early, Mikel Antonio goes down. Antonio goes down. Some of the worst words any West Ham United fan can hear. And it seemed preliminary right now. It seems to be a torn hamstring. Could be out months. Was it worth playing Antonio in that game, knowing, Zach, that he's probably the 12th best player for Pellegrini? I mean, I would say based on the based on the um, based on how he played on Saturday, I, if I was Pellegrini, I would have sat him and I would have pulled in somebody from the development from the U23 team to bring up and put on the bench or even start in that situation. I know you want to win the EFL Cup. I know we want to win a cup. But at the same time, you can't really be expecting somebody who played 30 minutes on on Saturday and has the injury history that Antonio has to be good going forward or to think that he's going to be good going forward. Also, I'm not sure what the quality of the field was. I mean, sure, it's a lower division team, but is it really – is the field any good? I, I just – I don't – I don't get it. Mikel Antonio's had trouble staying fit in the past. He doesn't typically take all the greatest care of his body like we'd like him to. Right. Uh, you know, there's there's rumors about him at the club that that aren't good. You know, I'm not going to go into detail on them, but they're not good. And really what what's frustrating for me more than anything is we rely on him. He's kind of our plan B at West Ham United. If we're getting pushed around, we put Antonio on, and he starts pushing the other team around. And he's a force to deal with. He's not the most skilled guy, but I'll tell you right now, he causes a lot of problems. And to put him out in an EFL Cup game, and Zach, this is what I'm going to tell you. If you want to hate me, then hate me. But why the hell do we care about the EFL Cup? Why? I mean, Nathan Holland. Damn it, we want silverware. We want to be able to parade around the streets of London with a cup above our heads. Uh, you know what, man? An EFL Cup to me is like, you know, winning a FIFA tournament. You know, it doesn't mean a lot. Legitimate trophy, you get legitimate money for it. You win, you win legitimate money for winning a FIFA tournament, too. So, well, here, I'm going to prove my point. You get qualification to Europe that way, too. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Would you rather finish in the top six or win the EFL Cup? See, but you don't even need to answer. The fact that you are even thinking about it proves my point. My point is always going to be the EFL Cup doesn't give us much. It doesn't, other than some recognition. I now, if it's the FA Cup, there's a different things. There's a huge difference between the FA Cup. And yeah. I'm all, I'm all in on the FA Cup, but this is my frustration. You have Nathan Holland. You have a young player that we need to be playing. Put him in. Get him minutes. Let him play with the first team. Antonio, you're not going to touch the field. I'm frustrated with Pellegrini on this. I really, really am. And 
mark my words, against Norwich, if we start to get pushed around, which is a real possibility because we are light in the ass. We are not the biggest team going forward. We're just fast. And if we get pushed around, Antonio's the guy that we rely to come on to change the dynamic up front. We can still be attacking, but he draws so much attention. He's powerful and he's quick, and he makes the defense thinks twice. And we don't have that option anymore. And that is going to bite us in the ass. Hopefully we can find, hopefully whoever, it's probably going to be Yermolenko, sadly. And Yermolenko is not really much of a pusher. He did not really push uh, Watford when he played. But if we do start Yermolenko, which I think we probably will, it's going to, it changes, changes the dynamic entirely of the squad. And it's going to mean that we need either Declan Rice or Mark Noble to step up and start pushing people around and calling people names. And being the big man, puff out your chest and hit it hard like a gorilla. <laughs> Say what you just I am yours and hear me, Var. <laughs> Zach, I think we're in 100% agreement here. Um, I think we're both frustrated with Antonio, and I think it's going to hurt us, especially if it's extended amount of time. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's only two months. But all preliminary things I've read, it looks like it could be four to five. And that's really, really going to eat us if he's out long. Um, we did uh, a couple other things I forgot to mention. We did see Pablo Fornals get his first goal for West Ham United in a competitive game. Uh, it was nice to see him. He he got one in. I'm telling you, that guy is tricky. He is going to score a couple goals this year for the first team that are going to come out of nowhere. I really, really like that kid. Um, but we did get to see a very controversial figure come on, our brand-new striker from Sweden. And uh, we're not going to make any bones about it. We talked about this in pre-production. Neither one of us know how to say this guy, this guy's name. We're American, so obviously uh, we don't practice other languages, and that's probably at our own detriment. But <laughs> I'm going to call him Ariat, or that's probably I think that's a clothing brand. But you know, we're going with Ariat. That that's the that's the guy's name to me. I think you have a better pronunciation, but I refuse to change Zach. I'm calling him Ariat. And he was definitely a polarizing figure all over the Twitter sphere, um, and everybody's talking about him. Um, Obviously, the Twitter sphere is very reactionary and overreactionary at that. What were your thoughts on him? How did you think he played? I would honestly like to see him go down to the um, PL2, and he's 18, right? Say that again? He's 18, right? No, I believe he's 22. I, I think he's 22, but I could be wrong on that. Right, uh, but anyway. I don't even know his name, so I'm, why am I claiming to know his age? Anyways, I would, like, if it's – hang on, I, I can pull this up. If he is, in fact, under um, 23, I would like to see him get some minutes in the PL2 just to get his timing up because it's not going to be every day. Like, hang on. He's gay. He's 22. He's Swiss. Um, but I would like to see him get some minutes down in the PL2 just to get some time in, just to understand English football because English football is a whole different monster than Swiss football. And Swiss football is not all too competitive. So, Zach, I love your curly hair to death, but I couldn't disagree with you more. I think it's one freaking game, people. Calm down. One game, first time to ever play with the squad. He got there late. He was a later signing. He doesn't quite know the system. Let the guy have a few games before you judge him. I'm not saying he's going to be Jonathan Caleri or whatever the hell that mother's name was. And I'm not saying he's going to be Zaza or Zuzu. Oh my God. Don't even, like, 
my point is this. You don't judge something until you have a good enough sample size. One game in the EFL Cup against Newport County is not a sample size I'm willing to go. We don't know anything about him. He may have been making runs all game. People, Maybe the players don't trust him. I don't feel – I watched the majority of the game, and I understand that I may have not seen everything. I didn't see him get a lot of clear-cut opportunities. I also didn't see him involved. Now, that maybe that's his fault. Maybe it's not. But the point is, people, calm the hell down. It's one game. This Ariat guy, I already like his clothing brand. So I'm thinking in my head, I mean, the shit, the guy makes good-ass clothes. Why the hell do we not give him an opportunity? In all seriousness, I don't. he didn't look great, I'll admit that, but I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him. I think it needs time before we make a call. I mean – Sure, time would be time's gonna be great, but when are we gonna play in the next EFL Cup game against Oxford United, or are we gonna play this week against Norwich, which it will be a barn burner, by the way, um, or when? It's just a matter of finding time for him to come in and get some reps, and get some minutes, and that's why I'm saying put him down to PL two, give him a couple of games in PL two just to see how he reacts, and if he does great in PL two, then bring him up immediately. We got a spot on the bench that's wide open now. But now he's going to end up being like Crash from Bull Durham, man. <laughs> <laughs> really good in the minors. Can't really cut it in the show. I, I, I don't know. I don't think you. I don't think you do that to a player. I think it sends the wrong message. And somebody that's a former coach, I, I think you got to believe in a guy. You got to give him an opportunity. People make mistakes. They're not perfect. They're not always going to do everything right. It's a whole culture shock adjustment. Give him some time. I, how many players has West Ham United had that didn't uh, come off immediately? Let's not forget that Carlos Tevez did not start his West Ham career off all that well. And I'm not saying this guy's going to be Tevez, but let's not jump the gun. You know, again, hold the freaking boat. Relax, West Ham United. Relax. Okay, um, that's going to bring us in to kind of more towards the end of our show. We're going to preview the upcoming match. And we have the Canaries! Yes, the we uniforms in all of the Premier League. The only team that can wear yellow and green and make it look good is the Green Bay Packers. I'm sorry, England, if you're listening, but it's very clearly the Green Bay Packers. The only ones that can pull that off. Norwich City, cut the shit. Get some good colors. It's ridiculous. You look weird. All right. And it was even worse when they signed when they signed uh the guy from Everton that calls himself the white mess the white messy. <laughs> He's horrible. He's not great. I don't even remember your name. That that's the problem. Naismith. That was his fucking name. Naismith. That's like the white mom of Brian Scalabrini. Remember him? Oh, I remember him. <laughs> so looking at this, and here's the thing with Norwich. Norwich have been a solid, solid team. What's scary for me, Zach, is they are scoring goals for fun right now. And not only are they scoring goals for fun, they have a striker that is scaring the hell out of me. And his name is Pookie. I don't know why I'm afraid of a guy named Pookie. If my dad found out I was afraid of a guy named Pookie, he might pull my man card. <laughs> right now, I'm... Pretty positive this guy's already got four goals. And it's kind of scary what he's been able to do. 
and he was on their championship side. But Timu Puki is scoring goals for fun. And against Chelsea, he had the equalizer at 2-2 before Chelsea went on to win with Tammy Abraham's 68th-minute wonder strike. But I'm telling you right now, this Pookie guy, he's the real deal, Zach. He is the real deal. And I am incredibly worried. What are your biggest concerns with Norwich? Okay, so he has five goals in three matches thus far. That's even worse, Zach. God I know. I'm sorry, but I'm reading the facts right here, man. Um, but, yes, neutralizing Pookie. And this is going to be a, a challenge for Declan Rice. Declan Rice needs to step up and needs to show that he's going to be the bigger man. He needs to be faster than him. He needs to be able to knock him on his ass a couple of times. He needs to be able to steal the ball. If he can somehow channel the, the spirit of Bobby Moore into his body, we're set. We are set. Bobby Moore can stop Pele. Pele was the best striker the world has ever seen. Zach, I don't know if you're doing mind-altering drugs or, or what you're doing over there. But I'm telling you right now, Bobby Moore is not is not coming back, and it's scary. I do not like all the holes we have in the back end. I really do not. This Pookie guy is the classic. He He's the guy that you go play pickup soccer with, or excuse me, uh, football. He's the guy you go play pickup football with, Zach, that you go, well, this guy looks like a pile of shit. Next thing you know, he's got four goals, and you're like, I can't, I can't keep up with this guy. Like, he's killing us. This is who this Pookie guy is, and I'm going to be honest with you. I looked up and down Norwich's lineup. There's not anybody I really fear on their side except this guy. And I'm telling you right now, Zach, if we are not careful, he's going to put two in on us. And I'm scared to death that we are going to lose to Norwich City. And, and like I told you in our, our season preview episode, these are the games we have to win. We got to win these. And, and it's frustrating. Watford run through us like Taco Bell on a late night. It was bad. It was so bad. All right, Zach. Um, we've expressed our concerns. You know, I don't think either one of us are feeling crazy optimistic. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and ask you, what's your biggest concern for this Norwich City match um, coming up? What's your biggest concern? Well, so I know we're gonna. There's going to be a ton of goals scored, but it's reacting to how 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 if we give up a goal, we need to be able to bounce back and forget that goal and get another one. And we need to be able to bounce back quickly and not dwell on our mistakes. Because this game is going to be a barn burner. I think it's going to be 4-3 and final West Ham wins. And it's going to be ugly. And we're going to be sitting back here yelling at each other going, our defense is shit. We need better defense. We need more people. We need more multiple soup. Anyways, but it's going to be... We're going to be yelling at each other about this. And it's not going to be pretty, but we're going to squeak out a win. My biggest concern lies in Pellegrini. Can you put the right back line out? Will you finally put Balbuena and Diop back together? Because that was our best pairing last year. I believe in what they do. That's my biggest concern. So I'll, I'll feel, I'm going to feel really good about the game if I wake up Saturday morning and at 6 a.m. when my phone goes off with the one football out here in Fresno, California, and I look at starting lineups and I see Balbuena and Diop, I'm going to feel really good. If I don't, I'm going to feel really bad and I'm probably going to have diarrhea and it's not going to be fun. All right? So um, I think we both have the same concerns to an extent. What are you excited about? With this North City game, what what's the thing you're excited about? Goals, lots and lots of goals. <laughs> I, with with us kickstarting Hilaire I, and Chicharito being healthy, I honestly can see 
us going with either Hilaire up front, Chicharito behind, or vice versa, or something of that nature. Um, and us just peppering the peppering Norwich with a bunch of shots and a bunch of shots either coming close or going in, and us just it's being a really offensively, it's going to be one for the highlight reel. Defensively, not so much. Um, the thing I'm most excited about, Zach, is we're coming home. We're back to the London Stadium. Um, I think we've really turned the corner there. I think we play better there. And yeah. that is my saving grace when I'm thinking about this game is we are at home in the London Stadium in front of our fans. Bubbles are going to be roaring. Um, I'm incredibly excited. That brings us to the climax of our show. All right. So, Zach, it is time. Match prediction time. Give me who you think's going to win and what's the final score. As I said earlier, West Ham 4-3. West Ham 4-3. Can you give me the goal scorers? Hilaire's going to get one. I think Anderson's going to get one. I think Noble's going to score another one from a penalty. And then there's going to be a defender that scores. And the defending, the defender that scores is going to be a really bizarre shot that we're going to be talking about next week. Don't you dare say Agbana. You're going to give me heart attack if you say Agbana. I don't know who the defender but it's going to come from the back line somewhere. And we're going to be like, oh, that went in? What? The, what? 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 <laughs> I'm calling it now. West Ham United, three. Norwich City, two. I'm going to tell you now, Pookie's getting two goals. Pookie, Tookie, Fookie, whatever the hell your name is, he's getting two. I'm going to give you your due because you balled out, and I think you'll continue to do so. But... Mark my words, we will see Sebastian Haller get a goal and Philippe Anderson's going to have two. And I, that's what I firmly believe. I don't think they have anybody on that pitch that can handle Anderson. I think Anderson is more likely to take a shot than Lanzini right now. So I think if, Lan if Anderson gets into a dangerous area, he's going to do it. And here is my favorite prediction of all. Who is your man of the match? Anderson. I, I couldn't agree more. I think first time ever, Zach and Kyle agreeing on something. There it is. Mark it down. Place your bets. Philippe Anderson will be man of the match. We want to say thank you for tuning in to America. Hey, hey, before we go, I got a bit of housekeeping. Last week we talked about uh, the ref being mic'd up for a match. It was Millwall versus Arsenal in 89. It was David Ellery. Millwall acted gentlemanly. Yes, I'll say it again. Millwall acted like gentlemen. They can do it, apparently. They can do it, apparently. I don't, I don't believe this, but it happened. I swear to God, it happened. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and choose not to listen to that. I do not I'm believe sorry, that. I just wanted to correct myself. So for anyone who didn't look it up and was interested in it. Don't, don't worry, Zach. If people see those curls, they're not going to care if you're wrong or right, man. They're not going <laughs> to care. Once again, I want to say... Thank you so much for tuning in to American Hammers Radio episode number four. Um, we're getting ready for West Ham. want to say thank you as always. Get out to your supporter club support. Make sure you like and subscribe to American Hammers and all of our channels. And if you find yourself out in the Washington, D.C. area, the Delaware area, or anywhere up there in the Northeast, Zach could probably find you and have a pint. And also, if you're out here on the West Coast, Come hang out with Fresno's finest, the Fresno Irons. And as always, Zach, come on, you iron.